Well, we have a chance to visit with Cardinal center fielder Harrison Bader, who is uh, trying to make the, make the most of an awkward situation. First of all, Harrison, how, how are you, man? Because it's everything kind of came to a screeching halt uh, over a month ago. So how are you getting along? Yeah, I'm doing well, Clay. It's good to see your face. Good to hear your voice. It's kind of uh, lonely down here, obviously, with the shutdown. Everybody went back to their respective states. And I uh, stayed tight and I stayed in um, – in Palm Beach. So uh, my family is still in New York. They're all safe and sound, which is the most important thing. So I'm doing all right. Yeah, that was my next question. I know your family's in New York and everybody's good on that front. Uh, has it touched you yet personally? Anybody you know that's run across it and ha had to deal with it? You know, thankfully, no. Um, you know, being from New York, obviously it's a bit of a hotbed. Well, it is a hotbed. And, you know, I've, I've always been keeping up with my friends. Um, and, you know, thankfully, nobody I know or nobody really close to them even ha has gotten it. So everybody's just really taking the social distancing uh, very seriously, which which we all should. So it's, you know, those those daily reports that everyone's safe and sound is is good. All right. So I, we can talk about the baseball here in just a bit. So tell me what you've been doing non-baseball related. OK, you don't have your crew down there. You're in Florida. The weather's good. I'm sure you're at the gym. So tell me something about Harrison Bader. It has nothing to do with baseball that you're into. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of video games. Um, so that's, <laughs> that's number one. I, I try to limit that the best I could, uh, but kind of a trap. So a lot of video games. And um, besides that, you know, I'm, uh, I'm doing a lot of workouts that are kind of different than just being in a gym. I'm, I'm running outside a lot, um, obviously away from everybody. Uh, you know, we have, we have a lot of water down here, so I'm running by some water and just kind of just taking in the scenery. It's not really much to do, but I'm, I'm definitely making the best of it. So, you know, in that situation, because you have to be creative here, there's no doubt about it as far as how you work out and what you do and things of that nature. What have you learned about yourself during this downtime? Because once you have all this, this quiet time to yourself, uh, you, you have a tendency to maybe stray off and learn about different things. So what about you? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I've definitely during this process learned to, to love myself a little bit more seeing that I've been spending so much time with myself. Um, you know, you got, you got, I've kind of been my, one of my old best friends down here since I've, since I've been away from my really good friends. Um, but you know, what comes with that is just a lot of just, uh, you know, writing a lot of stuff down, um, just kind of taking a different perspective on things. I think, the biggest thing that I've learned about myself is I definitely have the ability to be a more positive person. Um, you know, I think we're, we're over 30 days um, and, and just the, you know, the, the, the talking to people and, and reaching out to, to people I have, unfortunately, because life just, you know, everything, and especially in our world, Claves, you know, everything just goes by so quickly and the days tend to blend together. And before you know it, you know, six months, even 12 months go by and you haven't spoken to people you built up such such relationships with in the past um and unfortunately you know it has taken a uh, a global pandemic to reach out to a number of people i haven't spoken to in a while but uh, i think it's just kind of uh you know turned me back into uh turned me to my roots a lot more um a lot of my people back home just the small businesses that i've you know learned to to love and and i grew up with uh just reaching out to them seeing if they needed any type of assistance you know obviously doing these things and behind the scenes and not really socially uh, broadcasting them. Um, just understanding that there's just a lot you can do for a lot of more, you know, a lot more people um, and especially them very thankful for the platform that I'm allowed to, you know, have some resources to help some people out. So um, 
again, you know, obviously my days revolve around do my best to get in some baseball work and, and work out to just keep my body moving and active. But besides that, it's, it's been a lot of that. You know, I want to go back to something you said about reaching out and I've kind of tried to do that as well. Um, what's it like when you hang up the phone from somebody who never expected to hear from you or was surprised that you thought enough of them to reach out? Yeah. I think that I think you hear it in their voice from, uh, from the moment they go, uh, hello? <laughs> yeah, know? they look at and the I caller that, ID and say, wait a minute, what's this guy doing here calling me? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And also their perspective is interesting too because, you know, I, I'm, you know I'm, I'm, you know, in my own world, I'm constantly growing in my own world, but for them, you know, their perspective is, you know, maybe they see me, you know, playing on MTV and baseball and they think I'm somebody different or they think that my personality's changed or something about me's changed because of, you know, because of baseball and that's, it's nice to show people and show some of my friends and uh, that that's not the case at all, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm still the same person, maybe refined in a, a couple different aspects of my life, but um, you know, the, the, the same kid that was really stomping grounds in New York, I mean, it's the same, it's the same mentality, it's the same kid. So uh, hanging up the phone definitely feels good knowing that I'm probably going to be on my person's mind for at least a couple of days. Yeah, at least that's all that counts. Hey, exactly. you know, for Just you, um, spring training is behind you, but I know you work out religiously in the off season. So you, you went through nearly a whole spring training. Now you have this downtime. So what's your workout mode like? Are you trying to prepare for the season or have you tried to step back a little bit and try and maintain that, that postseason, that off season workout program? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. Uh, I definitely have taken the approach of like somewhere in between, you know, I'm not, I'm staying active every day. I'm moving every day, but I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not in that off season everyday mode uh, routine because there's just no need for it. Um, and also, you know, your body can get tired, man. You know, yeah. subconsciously, you know, we, we've gone through cycles um, where my body's not really expecting to be lifting every day for this long. And that can be tiring in and of itself. So in some days where I do feel it a little bit, um, I'll just back off from lifting. I'll just go for a jog just to get some just to get some sweat going um but you know besides that it really has revolved all around baseball activity so you know in the off season you, you do a lot of lifts that are just centered around getting strong and whatever um you know now every lift since it started has really been about um geared towards like my swing or um you know like moving around athletically in center field um they, they've all been really to just basically say if I got a call tonight saying report to the field tomorrow at 6 a.m. to play baseball, would I be baseball ready? Um, and that's that's all I've really done. So that'll that'll be a lot of just like band work, um, you know, resistance, stuff like that, and just do my best to keep my arm in shape. You know, like I mentioned to you before, I had Paulie down here. We were throwing him pretty good, but he's not here right now. So now it's kind of up to me to just uh, do my med ball work and uh, just wait to ball routine. Um, and just just keep the muscles just just ready to fire when they need to. Nothing nothing crazy. You 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 finished spring training and you felt like I, I know you felt like you had a pretty good spring and I think you started to put some hits together and, and have some really good at bats and and sometimes an at bat doesn't always translate to a hit maybe it translates to a walk. What did you take away from the spring training you were part of that you want to continue to build on so when it is time to go again you'll be ready to go and even be better at it. Yeah, no doubt. Just, I, you know, I had a lot of competitive at-bats. Some at-bats that weren't competitive at all, which is part of the game, but there were a mm -hmm. lot of competitive at-bats in there um, where, you know, I worked way, I worked my way back to a 3-2 count and 
I lost the three, two pitch. I ended up striking out. Um, but you know, you can't focus on that because it was early. It was spring training. It was inside, it was inside 40 at bats. Um, you know, I just wanted to just go into spring training, be a, be a hard at bat, you know, be a, be a consistently solid at bat. Um, you know, I, I've realized, obviously we've all realized that there are a number of ways that I can do damage in the base pass. I don't necessarily have to hit a line drive every time. I just got to get on base and then find a way to, you know, just, just be a, a, a tough out. So with that said, I think I, you know, I did a good job of that. And again, man, in this time, the most important thing is just about staying, staying yeah. super positive, staying over positive really. And, you know, it's easy to, to let these days kind of go away. So, um, you know, again, just, just staying positive, just, just moving around and trusting that when we do pick up, which hopefully will be soon, you know, it's all just going to click right back the way it needs to. And you just got to trust it. We have a chance today to visit with Richard Mark, the chairman and president of Ameren, Illinois. And Richard, considering how many people that are working from home and you have families at home as well, a lot of electricity is being used and a lot of power is being used and there are still ways to save. The best way to save energy is don't use it. And so not only reminding our children and ourselves to turn lights off, but in this day and age to turn our electronic appliances off, our electronic devices off. When you charge your cell phone and then you unplug it from your phone, if it's still plugged in to a wall socket, uh, if it does not have some type of smart switch that you have it plugged into, that energy is still being used. So people don't realize all of the ways that they're still using energy. All right, I want to run this by you. Uh, you've had this downtime and you, you try and structure your day. So have you learned anything new? We know you're in the video games. Did you learn how to cook? Uh, learn a foreign language. Uh, what have you been doing in order to enrich yourself? Yeah, so I have been doing a lot of cooking on my own. Uh-oh, uh, what's your favorite dish? What's the better go-to here? <laughs> um, if, it, if it's going to be something quick, um, it'll be any really any type of chicken. Um, you know, you could do chicken inside of eight minutes. So anything, <laughs> anything, anything around there, any type of pasta with the chicken, um, you know, <laughs> any type of quinoa um you know vegetables are super easy to steam um you know so i just have like a base of of you know some seasonings i'll toss on and some healthy you know maybe like sauces here and there but it really all revolves around just you know your quinoa your your greens your rices and then you know your proteins so um you know if i really want to get fancy maybe one night and treat myself on a friday night during quarantine i'll do like a uh i'll do a uh <laughs> I'll do like a beef, a beef churrasca. I like okay. that. Okay, like a Spanish beef churrasca, the Cuban style steak, um, something just on okay. those lines. So, all right. Um, yeah, no, I mean it's been fun. I, you know, I, I took French for a number of years throughout throughout my my learning years when I was younger, and I've you know had some good days with it, and I had some days where I kind of forgot I even decided to pick up French again. So <laughs> you know, it's, just, it's, it's, it's a constant battle to just find uh, some time to occupy myself, but you know, it hasn't been, it hasn't been bad at all. You know, uh, it, it's funny because we all try and find something to do. So did, did, was there any project you finally got to And you're a young guy. See, you're old like me. You know, there's a closet that's waiting for you. There's something in the garage or a storage locker or something like that. What about you? Was there anything you said, I've always wanted to get to do this. Now I've got the time. Have you started on any of those projects? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have a, um, a bit of a dream, if you will, on a, a classic car that I want to, uh, you know, lock down. It's a whole process. I don't, 
I'm not a mechanic. I don't have the ability to really, uh, you know, understand how a car's engine works and this and that. But I do, you know, have the resources to, to find and source a vehicle. I, I know the style I'm looking for. So I've started on that. So that's cool. Um, and additionally, man, I mean, uh, here, let me go inside real quick. It's, uh, it's going to be loud. Um, and another thing, too, I'm actually starting a, a second Instagram account, which is going to be showcasing um, just all of the pieces of or articles of clothing, I guess, ah. in a closet. Because, you know, I, I don't walk into, I'm not the, the traditional fashion buyer, I guess, where I kind of just go into, you know, Fifth Avenue and I buy everything out of Louis Vuitton and Gucci. I like to, um, again, source source the pieces I'm, I'm specifically looking for. I buy a lot of vintage, um, really pieces that have aged to a point where they really are the only one of their kind. So I got a lot of cool stuff that I'm going to start, uh, or I have actually started the process. And it's, it's the, the count's going to be Bader's Closet. Very original. But, um, but yeah, I'm going to have that Instagram account up and running. I have some, have some fun with it and we'll kind of, uh, we'll see what it turns into. But, you know, on the projects front, man, that's really all I got. That's good enough. I mean, that's a good start. There's a great place. There's a great place in St. Louis. I got to turn you on to called Bespoke Apparel, and they kind of do a lot of that stuff you're talking about. So when you when we when this is over with, I'm gonna make sure you get hooked up, because uh, I'm kind of like that clothes guy too. And I don't know how many more times I can reorganize my closet according to colors <laughs> and and what tie works with this shirt and all that sort of stuff. Um, but you know, it's something we got to do. But you know, you obviously have a routine where you don't sleep till 10 every day, you find something to do with yourself. And I guess that's a good thing. All right. So you've heard so many different rumors about where we're going to play, when we're going to play, how we're going to play. Uh, has any one of those things you've heard kind of piqued your interest aside from just getting out back out on the field? Yeah. I mean, you said it best right there. Just, just the whole thing really is just about getting back on the field. Um, you know, when, when anything kind of comes out, obviously you get excited about the whole Arizona thing, but then, maybe taking a, a, a breath and kind of taking a step back and thinking that, you know, how that was going to kind of affect every player, not only on the baseball side, but off the field, you know, team teams were supposed to put players up in hotels and it's just a, a cramped lifestyle for a lot of guys. You know, I personally don't have, you know, children or, or a wife, so I can't imagine playing a, you know, a season or parts of a season where I don't get to see my kids and my wife. So, um, you know, it's just, there are a lot of factors involved. Obviously we want to get baseball started as soon as possible, but you know, the most important thing here is obviously health. We don't want to reopen the country, reopen the economy, and then, um, you know, see, see the number of cases and deaths, um, you know, spike again, that's just gonna, that's just gonna cause all the panic and it's just going to be really bad, uh, for a number of reasons. So, uh, we want to make sure that everyone's safe, but you know, with regards to, how I feel about not playing in front of fans or playing, but not in front of fans and this and that. I, I personally, you know, obviously we want fans to be in the stands. There's, there's nothing like hearing the, the cheers from your fans, especially in St. Louis, but you know, you're always playing the opponent and if there are no fans and then so be it, you know, we're still going to play competitive baseball. Uh, we'll definitely put on a show for them on TV. Um, but you know, again, uh, it, it definitely is a, a balance between wanting to get it out there as soon as possible. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, the, the extreme of that. So um, I, I know for a fact that there are a lot of people behind the scenes, you know, Miller is our representative, Andrew Miller is our representative who's been doing an incredible job and not only, you know, having our backs as players because we're not necessarily at the table with him, but he's been informing us tremendously. So I'm very appreciative of him. And obviously other teams have 
um, you know, representatives as well. And they're, they're all working and, and doing their thing to try and get us out there as soon as possible. So, um, you know, I, I trust them fully and I'm just, again, doing my part and just staying positive and staying ready to go when, when we get that call. Well, positive you are, ready you always are, and uh, we can't wait to see you back on the field when the time is right for everybody. And as you mentioned, being safe is is more important than anything else right now. And speaking of that, I want you to be safe. Give your best to my family as well, and I thank you for your time today, and I can't wait to see you, my friend. Hey, I appreciate that, Clay. It's always good to see you, brother.